1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by the new Napa Auto Parts Store, I-55 North in Jackson. The all-new Napa Auto Parts Store, I-55 North in Jackson, six in the metro area, locally owned Napa. Get up and go. I-55 North in Jackson, the brand-new Napa Auto Parts Store, six in the metro area with number seven on the way. We are powered by the new Napa Auto Parts Store, I-55 North in Jackson. Napa, get up and go. Go see Reggie Sims and the team at any of the Napa Auto Parts stores locally owned and operated. We want to welcome in uh, Wes Mitchell to the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, Um, South Carolina Gamecock Insider, and uh, Gamecock Central on three sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, and this is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We've got a battle of two what I think are bad football teams. Um, Now they got a chance to get better. But uh, in Saturday night, both teams desperate for a W, Mississippi State at South Carolina. Wes, is uh, first one to 20 wins the game Saturday night? Uh,
0: You know, uh, that's a good question. You know, I I think this is the South Carolina offense that has – showed quite a bit of explosiveness so far this season when they've been able to get Spencer Rattler going and, and give him time. You know, their passing game has actually been uh, quite good down on the other side of it. Uh, They've really struggled to run the football. They have, um, you know, as games have gone on and and their opponents have been able to just kind of pin their ears back when they've been down against North Carolina and Georgia late. uh, You know, that that's when their issues have really kind of showed up even more. So Uh, You know, I'm not ready to give up on this South Carolina offense because I think they got some really good parts, but um, ultimately we've been talking all preseason in Columbia about can they fix this offensive line, can they keep moving it forward and progressing it forward, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for them, three games in, that's still kind of the conversation we're having here in Columbia.
1: Wes Mitchell, Gamecocks insider on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Two teams desperately need a win this weekend. MSU at South Carolina, 6.30 our time, 7.30 their time. Um, All right, Wes. Spencer Rattler, it doesn't look to me like he's got a lot of help. And he's better than I thought. He's having to do everything. Um, Has he played? You know, I don't think y'all's offensive coordinator's good. And you mentioned you can't run the football. So it's all on him to either run around and make something happen or be super, super efficient and precise and accurate throwing the football. Is he playing better than you thought he would considering what's around him?
0: Yeah, you know, this has really been a continuation of what we saw at the end of last year. And, uh, you know, he came in. Expectations were obviously extremely high. And, uh, you know, it it just wasn't clicking early on, didn't look comfortable, you know, for whatever reason, there was a lot going on where uh, it it just wasn't working. And then the last, you would say, I I guess, two regular season games and then the bowl game last year and then the first three games of of this year, it's kind of just been like a weight has been lifted off his shoulders. And even though he's had to kind of, like you said, do about everything for this team, um, he's played – Kind of of walked that tightrope between playing freely but also not really putting the ball in danger. He had uh, his first two interceptions of the season against Georgia, but both of those were late when you're really in desperation time. So, you know, I don't even know if you put those on him. He's gotten some help from the receivers. Uh, Xavier Leggett has really emerged as their top target and top weapon. So he's been really good too. But for the most part, you're right. I mean, offensive line play, they've struggled in pass protection. They've struggled to get the running game going. And, uh, you know, he hasn't pointed any fingers. He hasn't, um, you know, had any blow-ups. He's really just kept pushing, kept chugging along and has, has given them a chance in, in every game that they've played. I, I thought, you know, the North Carolina game, he got sacked nine times. And, uh, Good actually, grief. I, I thought, yeah, I, I honestly thought that was maybe the best game I've seen him play because he's in there. Just get, I mean, he could have been sacked 15 times, honestly, if you add in the plays where he's getting out of there just in time. And, uh, I mean, he, he's he been a warrior, man. And I, I think this whole narrative of, you know, because of the Netflix show from 10 years ago of, of what type of uh, leader and what type of person he is off the field, all that stuff, it, it's been completely blown up in his couple of years here in Columbia. Like, he's been nothing but a professional and, and really has, uh, has, turned it on on the field as well so he he gives them a chance i honestly think um he's got to be one of your top three quarterbacks in this conference based on what he's done so
1: far i agree i just said that about an hour ago yeah i said rattler dart and jaden daniels and and dart and and daniels actually have you know more pieces and 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 good offensive coaching i mean look rattler is he's so much better than i thought he was and he's he's carrying your team and and he's the reason why South Carolina is the favorite on uh, and they should be on on Saturday night. Who does he like to get the ball to Wes? Yeah,
0: right now that answer is Xavier Leggett, you know, um, Juice Wells was actually their top returning receiver and he's just been dealing with injuries all season. He, he had offseason surgery during the preseason to try to clean something up. So he wasn't quite you know, 100% himself the first few weeks, and then he actually re-injured his foot in the Georgia game, and that was the guy they were counting on, Um, you know, arguably was their best overall player last year, so uh, with Juice out, uh, Xavier Leggett has kind of stepped into that role, Um, you know, you can look at his stats, he's had a huge start to the season, big kid, can run, has been a great deep ball, kind of jump ball receiver for them as well, so Um, Leggett is really, you know, other than Rattler, Leggett is the guy that if you're the Mississippi state coaches and you're going into that defensive meeting room early this week, you're circling number 17 and you're saying that's the, that's the other guy for South Carolina that we don't want to let beat us. Really? It's been seven and 17 Rattler and Leggett have been the two stars for this offense.
1: Mm. West Mitchell. Uh, South Carolina insider, Gamecock Central on three sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. Um, two young coaches, although Shane's been there a while, uh, need a W on Saturday night. Uh, the line has moved up significantly from four and a half to six and a half in favor of the South Carolina Gamecocks. That's a 630 here kick SEC network. And... Um, you know, Rattler will be the most dynamic player on the field on either side of the football. Wes, let's go to the defense. Uh, Shane Blanton from here is one of your starting linebackers. He's played well, uh, but this defense is not that good. Uh, what do they need to, well, I mean, MSU's coming off a bad performance, but what does this South Carolina defense need to do Saturday night for them to win?
0: yeah you know I think uh, this is a defense the last couple of years they uh, you know they've really relied on turnovers quite a bit so when when they turn teams over they they tend to win those ball games and when they don't um, you know they, they've struggled at times to get off the field because they have not consistently stopped the run enough the, the last uh, couple of seasons Now I do think they've been improved at linebacker. Uh, you know, Blanton's played pretty well. They've got a kid named Debo Williams who's emerged. He was a kind of a rotational guy last year. Had a huge offseason. Just has developed into a, uh, you know, one of their better starters on defense, in my opinion. They had a kid by the name of T.J. Sanders who I think had his breakout game last week against Georgia. Was making plays all over the place. So, uh, you know, they're they're young in some areas on defense, and honestly. They just kind of lack depth. Like, I, I think if you look at their first 11, they feel pretty good about those guys. Georgia really wore them down. So, I, I think for them, it's about kind of finding a way to just get off the field and not allowing these long, kind of time-consuming, um, you know, 8, 9, 10-play drives so that their depth issues don't start to um, kind of show their face, I guess. And for them, too, man, it's just kind of been – an issue of they, they have some young guys who are kind of the backup players and they it feels like they're kind of trying to bring those guys along at a uh, at a pace that works, but at the same time, it's kind of a catch 22 because they, they need those guys on the field and they need them now. So um, one thing I'll be curious to watch this week for South Carolina from this perspective is I think you're going to see more and more of these freshmen on the field for South Carolina because, uh, you just, you can't make your linebackers play all 80 snaps, which last week one starter played 80 snaps and then Blanton played every snap, but about 12, I think. So okay. they got to find some depth on that side of the ball.
1: How do feet, how do people, I know he's very likable and energetic and young, but how do people uh, South Carolina Gamecock fans feel about Shane Beamer to date?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, the way they finished last year, beating Tennessee at home, beating Clemson for the first time in years, uh, that that builds you a lot of goodwill. And, and surprisingly, as sort of over the top as this fan base can honestly be, um, they've taken this start to the season, the one and two start, a little bit better than maybe I expected them to. Obviously, there's some, you know, some some Twitter um Complaining after losing to North Carolina—that's that's par for the course, obviously. But uh, you know, they they played pretty well against Georgia. They were in a position to win that game. That has bought a little bit of time. But I, I think I think we all sort of have circled this game with Mississippi State as being such a big swing game for South Carolina. You know, if they win this weekend, it's a home game. It's sold out night game. Everybody will go out there have a good time, and and then. I think the season kind of resets at that point for South Carolina if they're sitting there at two and two, you know, kind of getting on the board as far as an SEC win. If South Carolina's sitting there at one and three with a loss when you were, you know, almost a touchdown favorite at home at night, games that South Carolina has the last few years been very good in. Like their record at home at night is uh, pretty incredible. So, I, I think that's when you're going to start to hear you know the fans get a, a little bit more vocal about uh, how they feel.
1: So South Carolina's had a good record at night at home?
0: They have and really um, if if you look at like just their big I mean beat, beating teams the last the last two years they have beat teams at home at night that going in nobody gave them any chance to win. They beat they beat Auburn two years ago as an underdog. They beat Florida two years ago as an underdog. They beat Texas A&M last year. They beat Tennessee last year. Um, under Beamer at night at home, it's uh, it's actually been pretty incredible what they've
1: done. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound good for Mississippi State. Uh, I mean, are South Carolina fans feeling like this is just about an automatic win? Wes?
0: No, you know, I, I think these fans have seen, an, you know, they've seen enough South Carolina ball over the years to to chalk anything up as a, as a uh, you know, sure win. Uh, now, I, I do think there's some confidence here, at least from the fan base, that they will win and that they should win. You know, uh, Beamer did his best uh, kind of Lou Holtz impersonation, Yesterday, during his press conference, just um, talking up this Mississippi State team, you know, talking up the quarterback, talking up the two linebackers on defense. and um, They're, interestingly enough, a lot of ties, um, at least between Beamer and Mississippi State, that maybe people sure. aren't quite as aware of. But uh, and, and it's um, not to change the subject, but just going back, it, it's very weird to me that these two teams have not played each other since 2016. And if you start to go back before that, there's actually some very memorable moments between these two teams, but they they just have not, at least on the South Carolina side, there is they just haven't played each other. So um, it, it's gonna it's gonna be cool to see you know two teams that don't usually play play. And um, from our from our perspective, a lot of the sports fans I talk to, sports media folks here, um, we've honestly just been saddened that we're not going to get to see Mike Leach. Um, run out there and coach from the Williams-Brice sideline here in Columbia.
1: No doubt, my man. We were, uh, we were able to spend a good bit of time with, with coach Leach and he did a great job at Mississippi state. And it was uh, tragic what happened last December. And um, they're going through some, some serious transition right now because he's a hall of fame coach and you don't just, you don't just follow that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've got a lot of question marks on this Mississippi State team, offense and defense. Totally new offense. Yeah, as you know, new head coach, no experience, new defensive coordinator. If there was ever a time for, for South Carolina to take advantage, it would be it would be this weekend. Yeah, I remember when Beamer was an assistant under Kroon. We used to go to lunch together and, um, mm-hmm. and hang out and would go get beers and so on. And I think his wife is from Starville, right?
0: She, yes, she is. She is. That's what I thought. Um, she's from Starkville. Well, I think your AD and Beamer are tight as ah, well. Ah, from Oklahoma. Thank
1: you. Yes, Wes. That's right. Zach yeah. Selman and yeah. uh, Beamer was the.
0: There's some ties.
1: Associate head coach and tight ends coach under Lincoln Riley before taking the head coaching job. Good call there, Wes. All right, so call it for me, Wes. Give me a uh, high scoring, low scoring, middle. What What do you think?
0: Uh, probably middle, I think. Um, I, I think Carolina's offense probably can do a little more than, um, than maybe you might think off the jump. I, you know, I, I think they can score high 20s, low 30s in this game. For, for them, if they, Rattler's been so good at getting the ball out, it's just a matter of giving him a little bit of time to operate and, um. He's been really good, man. I think that's probably ultimately the difference in this one, honestly.
1: Yeah, I know. I think think Rattler is the difference in the game. And we'll see if Arnett and Brock and the Mississippi State defense can uh, change that. All right, Wes Mitchell, um, Gamecock insider. Gamecock Central on three sports. And he joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Wes, thanks for your time today, buddy. Appreciate it.
0: Yep, anytime. Have a good one, all
1: right? Okay. Wes Mitchell on the Out of Bounds show. And he thinks that that Rattler's the difference, and I couldn't agree more. He's played really well considering the circumstances. And he has to do everything, Jason. I mean, this guy, he has to run it, um, throw it, you know, juggle the whole thing and uh, and make this this South Carolina offense go. They can't run the football to date, but they can't run the football to date, but uh, we'll see, you know, what else they can do. Now, I'll say this. Mississippi State blitzed throughout the night against LSU, and... They couldn't get to Jaden Daniels, and then, of course, Jaden hurt him. You know, I think people are underestimating the athleticism from Spencer Rattler. And people, it's funny we do this, they still are focused on what he couldn't do at Oklahoma. I mean, that was years ago. Since then, he's played a lot of ball under average offensive coordinators and been pretty damn productive. I mean, look at what he did last year. To end the season. And this year, he's been all they've got. I mean, their their defensive scoring efficiency numbers are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And really, their offensive scoring efficiency numbers are not good. He was sacked nine times against a North Carolina team that played no defense last year under Gene Chizik. And basically, that South Carolina offensive line made the North Carolina defensive front look like Georgia from last year.
0: They had 16 pressures.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 16 on the quarterback, nine sacks. There's no way they're that good. Like the North Carolina defensive line is that good to make South Carolina look that bad. I'm trying to think between the four offensive lines, who's the best? State, Ole Miss, Bama, South Carolina. I know who has the best talent on paper, Bama. Right. They've all been pretty bad. Um boy, I think we're gonna find out a lot this weekend. Um because I think you got two more weeks to really kind of figure out what you are and then you are what you are. Yeah. This is this is it. This week and next. This whole idea that oh yeah, we get better throughout the season. Maybe a team here or there for the most part doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that (laughs) because it's fun to say that over and over again. Of course. When you're having beers with your butt. Well, we're going to get better in October every week and we're going to get a little bit, not like I'm talking about incrementally, you know, little baby steps. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, that really doesn't happen. So you got, you know, Lane and Zach have this week and next really usually now they're, they're, there could be some outliers. Hugh Freeze, year one, established coach, that team may get a little bit better right in they? October and November. Yeah, I could see that. Um, because he's a dude, you know, that's new and, and so on. So we'll see. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy and Wellness in the Township. Now, what's the most important thing for your high school athlete? Recovery. Practicing all the time. Working out all the time. The games. Travel ball. High school football. High school softball. Soccer. Basketball. How do you recover? Core cryotherapy and wellness. They, all, they have several options to help an athlete recover, male and female. You have high school's taking, booking their whole team at core cryotherapy and wellness because I mean the wear and tear four to five practices a week, one game. If you're doing travel ball, two, three, four, five games over the weekend, not realistic core cryotherapy and wellness in the township. Check out every their menu. That's what it is. It's a menu of everything they have to offer for your athlete. Now, if you're like me and You know, trying to work out, trying to feel better. Same thing applies. Recovery. You know, and for those of you who bike like 30, 60 miles, you're in the gym pumping iron. Um, You're playing pickleball or tennis four days a week. Got to recover. Of course. Got to. Core cryotherapy and wellness in the township right across from uh, Sombra. So... Feeling pretty good about it. Uh Josh Raggio is gonna come in and join us at nine thirty and we'll talk a little ball and a little bit about what's going on at, at Raggio Mercantile Shop and and duck calls and things like that. We uh we're gonna have our bank plus player of the week at nine fifteen. So looking forward to that. Bank plus Mississippi High School Player of No, not at nine fifteen. We'll have to do that at nine coming up next. Because at 9.15, we got the big board. So, hang in there for that. Lunch today, let's go Fleetway Market in the Market Cafe and their smoked meats and ribs and pulled pork. Check that out. And don't forget about their uh, tailgating packages. Roll all that out on the island this weekend at Fleetway Market in the Market Cafe in Glugstadt. We tell you about the, the breakfast. But, man, the smoked meats are amazing. Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. How about that line move in Mississippi State, South Carolina? Could be interesting. Some books were four, four and a half, pretty much across the board. Now it's six and a half. South Carolina is favored by six and a half. Actually, that sounds about right. It does. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Josh Raggio, 930.